Welcome to Vintage Broadcasting, an old-time production created and produced by your Master of Ceremonies, Frank Goss. Stay tuned to hear various updates from around the world and here in the United States. We will be considering a variety of topics from history, sports, religion, and American politics. The conversations will be free-flowing and filled with Christian conservative views relating to all topics discussed. If you wish to participate, feel free to comment in the broadcast subject line and voice your opinion. Please keep your language controlled and civil as foul language will not be tolerated in any instance, but instead will be deleted immediately. We will not shy away from difficult topics and do not adhere to the socialist communist agenda in any way. We are Americans from the good old days. When men were men and ladies were respected, God was feared and children obeyed. We still believe in truth, justice, and the American way. Again, if you have a topic that you wish to discuss, let us know and we will do our best to address those issues. Thank you, and we appreciate your participation in this broadcast. Episode 7. What has caused America's drastic decline? When you begin to watch what is happening here in the United States, you have to notice that the Marxist left, the Democrats, are moving at breakneck speed with no efforts being made to work covertly. Their writings, their memos, their text messages, and emails are all open to the public. We're able to see these things and stand almost aghast at their audacity. Like brazen prostitutes, they market their wares in public now for all to see. Their disgust, their lies, their entire approach is on display. They are pushing fear and chaos, anger, racism, hate, division, and discord in a non-stop manner. All the while pointing at the conservatives and declaring that they are the ones that are pushing fear, chaos, anger, racism, hate, and division. It's not a question of blame. These people are unashamed and will gladly embrace their sins they commit. One thing to recognize, however, is this. When they do attempt to cast aspersions and blame, they are openly declaring exactly what they themselves are doing. What they accuse the conservatives of doing is exactly what they are undertaking. Hillary Clinton accused Trump of Russian collusion, while she, in fact, it is now proven was in bed with the Russians asking them to provide information, even paying them in an effort to overthrow the campaign of Donald Trump and interfere with the United States election on behalf of the United Kingdom. There will be no questions to be asked when we look back at what was America. The Marxist Democrats are leaving a paper trail that is obvious. America has an enemy that is getting very close to accomplishing their plan to destroy the greatest country ever to exist in all of history. As Christians, I understand we are called to pray. But as Christians, we are also called to stand for what is true and right. Once again, people begin to understand. And when they do, they start to see clearly what is going on. Then they will begin to protest and revolt. This will not be a small, isolated rebellion. When this happens, this is when the established power feels threatened and will use the power they have at their disposal. 
1992, Curtis Bowers, a graduate student studying at the University of Colorado, was asked by an elderly friend who was a professional writer to attend a meeting of the Communist Party USA at the University of California, Berkeley. The party, the Communist Party USA, had recently undergone a split over differences as how to take America down. Some were desiring a violent revolution while others wished to work quietly with prevailing public policy to subvert America from the inside. At this time, the whole world was under the impression that communism, as an ideology, was dead. The Berlin Wall had come down, the Soviet Union had dissolved, it was over. Why were they meeting in California? Bowers was expecting to meet with a group of college radicals. To his surprise, the auditorium was filled with older people, 50, 60, 70 years old, with briefcases, suits, ties, professionals who were quite serious about what they were undertaking. What he assumed would be a motivational speech filled with emotion was a far more serious meeting where definite plans and goals were being discussed. He began to take notes. As the weekend unfolded, plans were discussed as to how they were going to infiltrate the American institutions in order to influence us, the American, to go in the direction they wanted us to go. This, by far, was the greater plan. The genius of this idea was to come in as a lamb. To give a parallel of this approach, we can look at the history of the church during the early days. The ideas and teaching of the church were in direct opposition to the expressed principles of the then established religion. Great persecution came and many were imprisoned and killed. The church grew more determined and fixed in their commitment. When it was seen that the persecution produced the exact opposite effect of what was desired, a new approach was established. You had to work from the inside. Come in as a lamb. Gain the trust of the people. Subvert the teachings slowly. Get behind the lectern and teach with confidence and conviction. This was undertaken and the approach worked. This was not the organized goal of various men, but was the calculated plan of Satan himself. At the time of the great apostle's death, nearly all of the churches established under his work were crumbling, falling into grave error and forsaking the gospel. Remember, these, what we're considering, were the 1990s. We are not considering the early 20s and 30s. What the communists wanted to do was to destroy the concept of family, which is an imperative in Marxist philosophy. To do this, they would promote the idea of cohabitation before marriage, which would serve to deconstruct the concept of a marriage union. They wanted to get children involved in government programs at the earliest age possible. This would be creating a growing dependence upon the government for the basic needs such as food, medicine, and shelter. They also said they would like to get behind the feminist movement. They felt it made women discontent with marriage and motherhood. To destroy business, they wanted to support the environmental movement. In 1992, the environmental movement was relatively insignificant, very modest. They saw this as the only avenue that would allow a great number of regulations to be established. These regulations would create a tremendous amount of paperwork, red tape, complications, thereby discouraging new undertakings. Small business was the backbone of the American economy. This backbone had to be broken. Finally, they focused on religion, faith, and morality. 
At this meeting, they suggested if they could get America to accept homosexuality as a normal practice, this would move a great deal towards extinguishing the traditionally established values Americans held to. It was in 1992. George H.W. Bush had just lost an election to Democrat Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's wife was Hillary Rodham Clinton. One notable argument during the election campaign was Bill Clinton's 1970 trip to Moscow. Also, his extremely close relationship with extremely radical ideologies promoted by Saul Alinsky and Antonio Gramsci came under examination. We will discuss these individuals in another episode. None of these ideas seemed remotely possible in the light of the events of the day back in 1992. That was 29 years ago. With communism thrown onto the ash heap of history, none of this seemed to be remotely possible, not in the foreseeable future. It was all a pipe dream being expressed by a group of desperate, disenfranchised individuals. Fast forward now to 2008. Families were disintegrating. The environmental movement was destroying our free market economy through incessant and needless regulations. Hate crime legislation was being developed to make it a crime to say anything against the homosexual movement. Clinton had had an impact. He had been replaced by George W. Bush, the son of George H. W. Bush. People needed to know what was going on. The ideas and goals expressed 15 years earlier at the meeting at the University of California, Berkeley, were taking root. The movement was gaining ground at a surprising rate of speed. Institutions were being overrun with ideas that ran counter to the American ideal. The plans and schemes of the Communist Party USA were being realized and were being proclaimed and promoted by American politicians. One man stood on the horizon that seemed to be an embodiment of their principles. He met all their qualifications, knew the philosophies, supported the teachings and principles of Fabian Socialism. His name was Barack Hussein Obama. One thing that was surprising, a book written in 1958 by W. Cleon Skousen, a former FBI employee, discussed almost the exact same agenda that was outlined at the University of California, Berkeley, meeting in 1992. This book is entitled, The Naked Communist, and inside the book, Skousen documents 45 current communist goals from 1958. These goals are enumerated, and several are listed here. Number 17, get control of the schools. Use them as a transmission belt for socialism. Soften the curriculum. Get control of teachers' associations. Number 20 and 21. Infiltrate the press. Gain control of key positions in radio, television, and motion pictures. Number 24. Eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. Number 26. Present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Number 27. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible. 
Number 28, eliminate prayer in schools on the ground that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Number 40, discredit the family as an institution, encourage promiscuity, and easy divorce. This is a short list. These goals were reviewed again in 2021. Goals that had been established and fixed in 1958. As of today, January 16th, 2021, these have been accomplished. Nearly every one of these goals have been achieved. Again, I ask, what is going on? The indifference and apathy of the average American is destroying this nation. The failure of the church has played a great part in this abdication. Ronald Reagan was right. Those who stand to lose the most do the least to keep what they have. Ezra, the writer of the biblical books of Chronicles, gave us this instruction. If I shut up heaven and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people... If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. 2 Chronicles 7, 13-15 Christ, when weeping over Jerusalem, said this, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who have been sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together, the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. Matthew 23, 27. If is a big word, it makes the promise subject to a qualifier. If my people will humble themselves and pray is the qualifier. The words of Ronald Reagan ring loud. The people with the most to lose do the least to keep what they have. The elite have little to lose. The wealthy will be unmoved. Those in power are applying the pressure. They are the ones turning the vice that is destroying our nation. It is we the people standing in harm's way. And we won't pray. We won't humble ourselves. We question. We look and complain. Come, pray, and humble yourselves before God. Turn from your sin, call upon the Lord, and seek his face. But unwillingly, behold, your house is being left to you desolate.